Welcome to today's podcast, Wake Up To Your Wellbeing with Tip The Balance. These podcasts are for everything, everything health and wellbeing. So maybe you're wondering where to look for support on the next stage of your journey. You need to work out what those next steps are, but you just don't know where to start. Well, this series of podcasts showcase the amazing people that I work with as part of Tip The Balance Natural Nutrition and Wellbeing. We're here to help you find the right support for you. So I hope today's podcast really helps. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome back, actually, for both of you, isn't it? Welcome back to the, uh, to the calls, Emma and Lorna. Welcome, both of you. We're talking about something completely different today. So, um, Emma, when you came on the call last time, you were with the, the yogis. We had coffee with the yogis. Um, and Lorna, you were with our parent and child support team. So kind of going back to that a little bit, recapping some of the stuff you talked about, tell us a little bit about yourselves um, as human beings, what you do kind of every day um, before we explore why we're on this call together today. Lorna, you're lit up on my screen at the moment, so you go first. Okay, thank you. And uh, it's lovely to be back. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm Lorna. Um, I'm a mom and a wife and uh, to two uh, great kids and a wee doggy. Um, I live in Scotland, so you might have picked up from my accent. Um, during the day, like I'm a superhero during the day, <laughs> I just wander the streets. No, during the day, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, um, I work in the NHS. I'm a children's occupational therapist and I'm also a coach. Um, and by night, I um, yeah, and by night I work with um, my, my business with my um, twin sister who was with us um, on our last call. So me personally, um, yeah, I love life. Um, I, I love new experiences. Um, I love going walks in nature and um, reading books. You'll always find me with a book. Um, and I've actually started recently learning the guitar. Yeah, B busting a limiting belief I had, which was I was not musical. So uh, <laughs> slow progress, but I'm slowly getting there. So that is me. And that just links perfectly, don't you think? Oh Thank you, Universe. God. That is just uncanny, isn't it? Okay, so um, yeah, I'm Emma. Um, I am a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher, hopefully when my qualification comes through very soon. Um, I am mum to three kids and uh, also a, now a little fur baby as well, a little doggy. Um, and I previously worked as a children's speech and language therapist. So very similar uh, line of work to you, Lorna. Um, and yeah, at the moment I'm kind of juggling all the, you know, all the balls in the air. Um, I love teaching yoga and, um, I'm sort of weaving that together with what we're going to talk about, uh, in a moment, but using yoga in a real kind of functional way. So how can that really impact our lives and that kind of thing? Um, in a similar way to uh, the way I would have worked as a speech and language therapist, I suppose. Um, so yeah, similarly, I have also started to take up uh, playing the guitar <laughs> this year. Oh, yeah. I knew you two made for each other. We'll, we'll have a jam at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> as long as you can play the same three chords as me, we'll be fine. Three? <laughs> You're advanced then. Well, you know, I don't like to blow my own trumpet because I've not learned that yet. No. Um, 
yeah but, but similarly in lockdown it's been a really good time to kind of uh learn and you know and i love reading and i'm like a self-help total junkie but also love to escape in a book and um and yeah those limiting beliefs about you know i'm not musical i'm not creative i'm not this and that i've really yeah it's been fun to have that extra time to you know pick up things like sewing which i've never really done before and music and stuff so yeah and you've yeah. redecorated the entire house during lockdown well, so, it, so it feels quite the entire house i've done this room welcome lovely so we're on a call together today to talk about something which to me almost makes me kind of giggle because I grew up a tomboy. But the reason that we've, we've gathered together on this call today is to talk about female connection and connecting to our inner woman, connecting to our femininity. And I think it's almost had a bit of a bad rap, hasn't it? You know, in the past, I think it's becoming much more of an accepted thing now, but in the past, it's all been a little bit kind of, you know, um, burn your bras with your palettes outside, you know, pin, staple gun your underwear to the boardroom door, all, you know, um, almost an in your face femininity kind of thing. And actually it's done a lot of damage to the word almost, you know, female, feminine, femininity, you know, it, it's all got a little bit jumbled up. So when, when were you first aware of how important sort of connecting to your femininity and that feminine energy side of you when did you first become aware of how important that was question I think once you well for me I suppose once I knew I wanted to be pregnant and um, become a mum and those changes start happening that kind of brings it front and centre I think before then, I personally would have, you know, necked a couple of painkillers and got on with my, um, got on with my day um, when I had my period and things like that. Um, whereas when you are wanting to work with your body to create a new life, and then you, you know, you start to uh, grow a baby and all the amazing things that happen, and then I think the final thing was actually giving birth and going oh my god my body is amazing and I have only thought about it before now in this sort of really two di one dimensional uh, capacity in the perhaps the way that it looks um, and actually I've got I had a newfound um, awe really for what the female body does and I've always had a fascination I've you know I I've right from the get-go I was always fascinated by human development and um, I took you know courses as a you know do GCSE choices I chose like child development and stuff like that and then obviously went on to to um, to do speech and language therapy and and it's all because of this kind of you know why does that happen so as soon as it started to happen to me that's when I personally um, starts to take much more notice and then things change don't they so over time you know cycle changes and I think I'm somebody that's quite sensitive to my hormones and it really affects my energy really affects my mood and I can remember you know as a teenager thinking is there something wrong with me like am I am I bipolar or something I feel like Jekyll and Hyde you know I feel completely different um, and nobody ever talked about it so it was like well, maybe it's just me maybe I think there's something perhaps um, 
so in the last few years you know having had you know three or four pregnancies and going through all of that um starting to keep a track of what's happening and why it's happening that was what piqued my interest and noticing these patterns and noticing the shifts um and and there being a little bit more information out there um that's what kind of you know piqued my interest and was like oh there's an explanation mm -hmm. why do i not know this how do we not know this why doesn't everybody know this so uh yeah that's for me where where it's all kind of come from does that resonate with you lorna that sort of maternal change or mm, no, that was just that was lovely listening to you Emma. um probably for me because i think you said like when you like I almost I was interested in it but when I had to pay attention to it which can be kind of different was <clears throat> probably after really had to pay attention to it after my um, second pregnancy so I think I kind of probably winged it a little bit with the first pregnancy and kind of got away with it and what I'm meaning by that is did I alter what I was able what I thought I could achieve in a day, no. Did I um, pull back? No. And although I work in the NHS, um, you know, there's certainly a kind of feeling where when you were in that sort of senior management position that you didn't really have a family, you know, you were just there to serve. And so it was just the kind of like pretending, you know, if, you know that didn't exist. And when you got home, you kind of pretended work didn't exist either. Um, <clears throat> but I was definitely not knowing it, but definitely seeing signs of um, burnout um, after the, the, um, I had my second um, child. I just, it wasn't going to, um, I couldn't sustain it basically. And I was becoming um, unwell. And I think that really spoke to me when you said, you know, you just take a painkiller and get on with it. You know, I think, you know, when you, you, it's just yourself, you probably do have more time to you can relax and maybe make up for those, the time where you're pushing yourself. But, you know, just really remembering, you know, leaving the boardroom at like five and, and everyone else saying how exhausted they were and me thinking, I'm going home to do another job. Like if I, if I sit down by half past nine, I'll be thinking I've done well, you know, but just smiling and kind of almost just not even acknowledging it. So it was almost that part of, as you say, Emma, once you actually realize what is happening, almost thinking, why does nobody know this? And why are we kind of made to feel like we've got to pretend in a, in a culture where it's actually, even if you think an NHS should be caring and nurturing, it's actually, um, it doesn't feel like that. It's just, um, and, and, and when you're giving as a mom and you're giving um, in your job, you, you need to look after yourself. You need to be connected with your energies and your cycles and, and really try and harness your natural resources. So I think it was probably, yeah, being sort of almost having to because I knew it wasn't sustainable. And I think I was really very fortunate in my journey that I kind of caught myself in time um but also I now um I connect with lots of wonderful women who you know unfortunately didn't find out soon enough and and did actually go to sort of full burnout um so I think it's it's just so vital that we we learn this and we don't feel yeah ashamed about it or embarrassed about it you know we are cyclical creatures and that's how we are um and that should be rejoiced really yeah. but it's not so for both of you there was there was an element of 
sort of different aspects of adulthood, I guess, that, yeah. that sort of brought this to the forefront of your mind. So whether that was your um, sort of impending parenthood, that, that literally I am, I am part of creating and protecting the new life, or that other part of parenthood that runs alongside adult life, which is I'm, I'm also a professional, so I'm, I'm trying to work as well as, as trying to be a parent and how that more often than not feels like it draws us in two different directions from one energy tank that is up and down and all over the place. So I can kind of see that, you know, in the adult world, we are in that position where suddenly it's either an awe and wonder, wow, this, this creature inside me, or it's a kind of, you know, I am being, my resources are being pulled. But Em, you mentioned back to sort of, you know, being a teenager, that first sense that we have of being or becoming a woman, you know, for starters, that seems to be happening earlier and earlier and earlier, doesn't it, with, with modern lifestyle changes. But when I think back, I mean, can you guys remember when we were at school, the preparation that we had for, for womanhood? <laughs> I must have missed that class. And I remember it was with Mrs. Bennett, the nurse from the medical center. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even with our teachers oh, and no. the boys and the girls got separated. So it was very much a kind of, in our school, it was, a, it was a, I don't even know whether it was called PHSE then, PSE or whatever, whatever it is, but it was kind of right. The boys are going in this room to watch a video and the girls are going to have a talk about being girls and puberty and all of that kind of thing. And I think that's probably my first realize that it wasn't my first realization that we were different obviously but you know we talked about it at home but it for me it felt like it was the first external influence outside the house of what life was going to be like as a woman mm. yeah so we had we had a similar um experience so i think that was pretty standard where we were separated it was kind of secret and we certainly were not to tell the boys if they asked um and there was, yeah, there was just a lot of kind of um, how to, you know, what to do. So when you have a period, do, you know, this is the pads, or these are the tampax, and, and, and as, as we were laughing earlier, you know, and then they put it in the water and it swells up and you all look slightly horrified. <laughs> um, like, oh my God. Um, but, you know, it was it was very kind of like, this is what will happen, and then you just get back. There was no kind of like, oh, and by the way, you, your emotions will be affected, your energy will be affected. You know, you don't, um, you, this will happen every month. It's actually, there's a predictability in it. Um, this is how, you know, what is, what is happening to all your, your, your hormone levels that was never ever mentioned and also I think the fact that it was away from the boys it was to be secret it just doesn't really prepare you well for well that's why you do pretend as if it's not happening don't you you've got to carry on exactly the same yeah. regardless and that's not actually re real you can't no, when you think about the fact it was as you say it was explained in a very functional way a very biological way yeah. this is what's going to happen they're standing there as they're, as they're talking us through the diagram waving it around like a a, a towel that's like this like a, a house brick You're like how am i going to sit down on that <laughs> how am i going to sit down on that and do i actually dare go into a swimming pool or am i going to swell up so much because of this tampon inside me that i'll just go floating off down to the <laughs> I swear some of us were traumatized by that particular lesson, not reassured at all. Mm. But yeah, it, it was very functional. It was very biological. You know, for some of my friends, I remember they couldn't really get beyond the fact that like something was gonna happen to them every month-ish that might hurt. 
and there was going to be blood involved and you know it for some you could tell they hadn't talked about this at home and it was a very traumatic thing and they were going home with a lot of questions hmm. but and as you say none that. of it got none of the other layers of being a girl all of those things that you talked about em they just they just weren't particularly acknowledged and i don't think that was just in our school by that, no. that particular nurse i don't think they were understood really um in that way um at all i mean we're we're only talking we're not that old are we girls you know? <laughs> we're only talking you know 20 odd years ago but i think even even now i i don't get the sense that the the lessons in school have changed massively um you know and it's always from that point of view like you say that biological point of view from the you know don't get pregnant point of view the and even you know and i've been pulling together resources and information you know if you google um images for the menstrual cycle you will get you know you'll get the peaks and troughs of the hormones when you're fertile when you're um when your period's due there's very little um you know it's all very much medicalized um yeah that biological sense and and not really that the the, the more subtle um senses and the relational aspect of that that's not because really... none of that feels subtle when you're going through it as a teenager does it very real very real. none of it now. feels subtle it's like like you say you're questioning your sanity your mm. and also i think there's also a part of us for a lot of us that doesn't want to make a fuss about it because we do, we do know that friend that suffers every month and, and makes a huge deal out of, you know, sort of walking around with a, a hot water bottle on mm. her tummy and, 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 and that sort of thing. Mm. And we kind of don't want to be that person either. We don't mm. want to, you know, it's almost like we fight against this. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be like that. I am going to take some painkillers and I'm going to crack on. Mm. And I think we go through a lot of our younger life like that you know are we going to have to try and get out of PE if we've got our period oh please god don't let it be a swimming week yeah you know, if I if I've got my period at, at PE time you know lots of those sort of oh my god oh my god kind of things yeah, as you say Lorna driving it back into secret yeah um, and then suddenly we start taking a more positive interest in our period because we're thinking right okay what's going on in my cycle because I either don't want to get pregnant or because obviously tracking is the safest way to do that. Um, but um, or I do want to get pregnant, and 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 where am I at? What do you think? What do you think we should be doing differently? And I'm not going to say with girls in school. I'm going to say with our kids in school mm. and at home now. Now that there is more out there, what would you like to be seen on here? Is, is happening differently? Mm. Do you want to go, Lorna? Yeah, kids, yeah. <laughs> so what would I like to be? I would like um, emotions to be talked about openly and being allowed to be expressed. I would like emotions to just be named as uncomfortable, but not have any kind of positive or negative. Um, I would like... Um, girls um, in particular to be allowed to have any emotion they wish not to be shushed or quietened or not allowed you know be good and be allowed to say I'm angry I'm, I'm passionate about this you know and, and use a kind of wider vocabulary about their emotions um I would love that there was um the gift you know that was um with the 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 certification I've kind of gone with with one of many there's actually we look at the gifts that our cycle give us 
at each point in our cycle um, and how we can tap into that natural energy um, and resources. And, and that's, I mean, that would never be even mentioned, you know, they'll never um, be understood. Whereas actually, um, you know, as simple as, you know, like a, a, a diary planner is linear and, and actually we should plan cyclically. Um, just, you know, I mean, when you say it out loud, you just like, oh yeah, of course we should. But, yeah. but the, that's not the way, you know, and, and I suppose that's then the influence we have to have is that we educate and um, and, and normalise um, what is a very, very normal experience for, you know, half the population. And we empower um, the girls, we um, educate the guys, and then they go into the workplace and we see changes um, and we, we expect changes and things like that. So I suppose that's the, the revolution side of me. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then you come back to your kind of own daughter and then you think, well, what would I want her to know? Um, so, yeah, I just think there's this, as you say, segregating us and um, making it a, a, a secret, I don't think helps us. Um, and I think we should have a much wider awareness of what, what the gifts they are. But I think that would then also celebrate femininity or the aspects of feminine energy and also the, the, the great aspects of, of a balanced masculine energy. Yeah. I should say balance for both um, because actually um, we we all have access to both so why not you know learn about them and and and, and teach boys as well how to access both those those energies you know but that's that's probably the big vision <laughs> I think it's really difficult to talk about um, talk about this without having that big vision because I think when you start to understand if we can make these simple changes in terms of yeah planning cyclically and planning and looking over at maybe 28 days or however long your cycle is rather than you know like you say a linear 24 hours let's just plow on five days a week and do exactly the same get up at the same time do the same things expect that level of consistency and not only consistency but growth you know our society is based on growth and we've got to be doing the same and more all the time um we are literally we are literally round pegs in square holes aren't we the, the system is set up in one way and we half the population just doesn't work like that um i think it's really difficult to talk about this without having that bigger vision because it could and it does i believe it, uh, it underpins everything doesn't it it underpins you know us all as individuals and then there's that collective aspect as well of you know what would i really like for my daughters in a in a workplace and in an understanding um it's it could get really it could get really really big and i think um you know i've got i've got girls and i've got a daughter who's sort of coming up to this age and and i i just want her to realize that it's not all bad you know it's mm -hmm. not the work that I did as a speech and language therapist, you know, it's all about communication and it's all about, it's all about the narrative. And that's the skill that I used to work on with, um, with the children, you know, building their spoken narrative skills. But this extends to this as well. You know, it's the narrative about what the, what's the story that we tell ourselves about what our period is, about what our cycle is. And we've all had a story told to us by our, families we get a story from society um you know that we when you beck you described you don't want to be that person at school you know 
almost sort of being hormonal replaced that kind of Victorian term of being hysterical, you mm -hmm. know? And it's just another way of keeping us in a place, isn't it? Keeping us slightly downtrodden. Um, and I love what you said, Lorna, about, you know, let's just allow all, you know, both genders, all genders to to be able to experience and express the whole range of emotions and it mm -hmm. not make you a bitch or a psycho. It's just, you know, why do we have to be the same placid, quiet? You know, you might feel like that at some points, but you'll also have the whole range and that's okay, you know? And it's not going to overwhelm you and it's not going to... Um, it, it's almost that sense of it's part of you, but it's not who you are, mm -hmm. you know? And I think when you're a teenager and when you're going through those those fluctuations in in life you know in pregnancy uh that postnatal period and also perhaps approaching menopause and during you know perimenopause definitely you lose that sense of who you are because your hormones are on such a roller coaster that you sort of lose you know where's my grounding in this and i think if we knew that if we were told you know just hang on in there hang on to the things that make you feel like you some days you won't feel like yourself but you'll you know it's just another aspect of yourself and you'll come back into alignment you know look after yourself don't ignore it and push it away um, because obviously the more we resist that and the more we pretend it's not there then like you say then that's when we move towards burnout and that's when we don't look after ourselves and don't do the things that replenish us and, and re-energize us um yeah it's such a big you know from the kind of micro to the macro isn't it and i think that's that's a real reflection of the education that we need though isn't it you know it's not just the physiological biological kind of almost for want of a better phrase the mechanical process of your menstrual cycle that we need to be to be teaching all children about you know, it's, it's it's even teaching the boys that, you know, do you know what your cycle is around about 24 hours, you have a quite quick turnover, mm -hmm. you know, that's why the job list for the day, you know, works quite well to that sort of strong male energy and the very logical side of the brain. Mm -hmm. But it, it is understanding that that mechanical process, that physiologically driven process is also driving a hormonal process and then the cascade of other physiological processes that happen and neurological processes as a consequence of that hormone cascade it's just like a waterfall isn't it on multicolored rainbow waterfall there are so many levels and so many layers to it and if you you know if we you don't want to overwhelm young beings you know, I don't want to use the word children because it's that sort of that, those middle years, isn't it, where we're starting to talk about this. But but we do need to educate them that it is it is so much more than this mechanical process that happens for a girl. So you've already started to kind of sort of hint about tracking things through the cycle and the things that happen in terms of energy through the cycle. So before we sort of delve a little bit more into the kind of things that that are really helpful, um, knowing the things that you know about this finding you know getting your head because i know you're both avid readers and researchers so as you've sort of uncovered all of these things um what's what's it changed for you personally in your lives in terms of your everyday lives you know how how you treat yourself perhaps through them through the month mm. um 
Yeah, so I think one of the most helpful things um, that I remember just being a bit a real turning point was just that distinction between that kind of like superwoman driven, which is kind of, you know, once we run out of testosterone, the only thing we've got is you know cortisol and, <laughs> and adrenaline so basically our stress hormones to keep us going um and just that sort of dri being driven more by kind of like worry and um i can't keep going or the fear of of not managing it and that that and then just sort of shifting i suppose to more of that sort of visionary purpose-driven energy um which you can harness and um and you and you can utilize but it feels very different a different place to operate from so i'd say that was one real key thing for me and then just as we said when we're saying tracking just being really attuned to your to my own body to understand so that when when on the days where you just feel as you say you're having an out-of-body experience and everything has um gone to hell in a handbasket you actually go no wait a minute i am actually <laughs> just about to have my period it's all right everyone calm down i do not have to make any decisions i don't have to do anything i just need to retreat do what i need to do for myself don't have the conversation i was just about to have with someone wait um and everything will be all right and lo and behold few days later everything is all right so it but it's really influenced more than that knowing myself so well it's influenced like you know what I'm going to do around the family organizing when we're going to do things well obviously when we're out of lockdown but with my exercise choice you know I'm not going to go on the, the five mile run I'm going to do some um yoga or relaxation um on some days the type of self-care I need is different at different points in, in the month um and also as I, I was kind of said like the conversations I'm going to have or maybe I'll postpone a conversation to have it when I'm in, in a slightly better place to have those either challenging conversations or kind of more heartfelt conversations and also it's helped me kind of plan if I do have any choice over the work that I can do, you know, if there is a bit of wiggle room and deadlines and or even being away from home as another example, you know, if I've had to travel for work, it's much better for me to be away when I'm, so I'm going to call it warrior's phase in my in my cycle is how we use it but um when i'm yes I, i've got that natural testosterone whereas if i'm away from home and i'm in my um mother phase of my cycle it's like devastation because i don't want to be away from home i want to be nurturing and caring um my young so not you know knowing all those things really helps you connect with what you're able to do and the influence you're able to have on on your life um or if you can't have the influence, know what's happening at least so that you know it's not, as you said, Emma, it's not you. <laughs> it's just um, uh, what's happening within you. Yes, yes. So I would say that's my, um, yeah, that's probably my two biggest takeaways, I suppose, that changed for me. Cool. How about you, Em? For me, I think it's it, very similar, very similar. But I think from an emotional point of view, from a, um, a self-talk point of view, I've been able to drop the guilt a lot more, to drop the, yeah, the guilt and the shame that we have around not being productive and not getting, not just, you know, cracking on um, and actually sometimes just backing off, um, understanding that when I'm in that, um, you know, when I'm perhaps, when I am menstruating and I'm, in that 
sort of inner winter. So there's a way of thinking about your cycle where you you think about four, the four seasons. So again, you know, really um, mirroring nature. Um, but you think about your period as your inner winter. So, you know, I want to hibernate. I want to snuggle up on the sofa. I want the hot water bottle. I want to eat chocolate because there's changes in my body that, you know, I need the serotonin that I get from the chocolate and that, you know, I would have beat, beat myself up for that before. And I, and I know lots of my friends still do. Um, whereas now I sort of understand, and it is that thing of this will come and this will go and yeah. it will come again and it's okay. And there'll be a couple of days time or, you know, a few days time when I'm coming back into my, you know, my periods finished and I'm in my sort of pre ovulatory phase and my testosterone is increasing and my estrogen starts to come back and my energy starts to come back and I'll feel like I can take on the world. So it's okay if I have a bit of downtime now um, because I will naturally catch up because I won't want to sit still. I'll be buzzing, you know. Um, so I think tracking is absolutely vital um you know i having kind of researched it for myself and then spoken to lots of friends i find it it's second nature to me now to know where i am in my cycle and to yeah you know you, you start having that thought process where you're about to bite and then you think oh no hang on ah right you know there's definitely a day in the month when i just want to throw everything out the house like all Hits this clutter now, yeah. is going <laughs> You know, and then it's crazy, but that's, that's just totally uh, natural. But I know that, you know, from having spoken to friends, that's not that's not everybody's experience. And when I ask people to um, in one of my workshops, I ask people what they know about the cycle and to write it down. Sometimes people literally only know when their period is due or when their last one was, maybe or, um, you know, they don't know when they ovulate. They don't know anything. And, and I think that's very normal. And perhaps yeah. before I understood this, I wouldn't have known either. I think um, you might have. And it's not not necessarily about knowing dates, but it's sort of just knowing, like you say, those um, those phases, whichever you know where you you think about that. But having it's almost something to hang your hat on. It's knowing. <laughs> just as we know where we are in the sort of calendar month knowing where you are in your own personal month makes a massive difference yeah it's a real so, sense of self isn't it so so um you talked about you talked about your your period as like the winter Lorna when you talk about the energetic so the the um the female archetypes how would how do you describe period week which archetype are we then so very um similar to Emma but we use five so, rather than the four but it really does reflect the seasons as well so sorceress is your um is your winter is your is your when you're having your period and warrioress is that kind of energetic self where you've got that natural testosterone the warrioress matches the kind of spring kind of yeah, spring okay yeah. then, then what do we move to after that for both of you so for um th this is where I think there'll be the distinction. I think um Emma will be that you might move into summer. Yeah, so summer would be the kind of ovulatory yeah. um period. So the only distinction we make there is we go from um warrioress into um lover, which is early summer. Think of first few rays of sun and everyone has their tops off and they're in the park, you know. Um, is, that, that, is that hormone burst that creates ovulation as a physiological 
Yeah, so if you think about um, lover um, power type is wanting to connect, to merge, you're wanting to make babies. <laughs> Which totally makes sense, doesn't it? If we then take it from the energy types back to the kind of physiological and the hormonal yeah. thing, that totally, totally makes yeah. sense. So we're, yeah. it's hunting time. It, it <laughs> sure is. Lover yeah. Yeah. hunting. Yeah, and then, and, and then, and then so I hunting. would... Yeah, so I would just add in a fifth one in that summer phase, which is late summer, which is mother energy type, which is when you're ready to, um, yeah, you're wanting to nurture and coach and be, um, you make the, the batch cooking and, you know, it just nest, exactly, exactly. And then what's autumn represent and, and what happens after after our mother phase? Well, that's the hell in the handbasket phase, isn't it? That's the... You know your hormones are then dropping down to sort of very very low levels and uh, so that's that's your inner autumn it would mm -hmm. be described as yeah that's when you want to um everything starts to then sort of Drop. become more internal so where in your summer you've been like expanding and connecting and getting out putting, there, out there. putting it all <laughs> out there yeah exactly and then you know from a biological point of view your body uh, is preparing or, or wants to keep you safe and wants to if you have um you know if you have got pregnant it wants to protect that little seed of life so it, it sort of makes your energy lower keeps you protected you want to stay home more you want to um perhaps not interact with the world quite so much so what does that relate to with you Lorna so for um for the female power type that is queen so the way i like to remember it so you could have drama queen which is <laughs> right so so but then the what i do think is it's hard to um always remember the positivity but one thing was told um when it was explained um to us um at the the certification was um you know so the queen holds a your great vision the queen is visionary, <clears throat> but she also knows exactly what's not working, which is kind of the gift. If you can if you can kind of set aside the drama that she brings, she brings you the gift of that absolutely clear cut vision. So the day that you wake up and you're like, I mean, this diet is just not working for me and I know exactly what I'm going to change. Or you wake up and you're like, you just walk you know and in fact I was laughing about this the other day because I absolutely did it I just walked into the kitchen and saw that I didn't like the way all the the shelf had been a mess for I don't know how long but in that queen I just so quick got that whole shelf sorted out and I was like oh I mean in like literally like five minutes whereas that has bugged me <laughs> yes. for a month and I thought I'm just gonna so I always love the queen like so I actually almost look forward to her now because I'm like mm -hmm. see that under the stair cupboard when Queen comes comes, you're mine. Yeah, exactly. He's mine. Or you become very, but that's what I was going to say, like the warning of you might decide, you know, this this friendship is breaking down, or I need to really speak to my, you know, sister about this. But Queen is not the not the energy to be in to have the heart to heart conversations. You might understand that there's a change you need to make in your life. That's fine, just log it note it journal on it if you need to but do not try and engage because when the queen engages 
um, you, 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 there might be a battle. <laughs> that comes with that, you know, when you when you think about, you know, that you can go in and you can kind of you almost, yeah. not without heart, but without so much emotion, you can go and get things sorted. Yeah. I guess if you turn that to relationships, there could be a slightly ruthless edge. Yeah, and I, and I do like to think of edge, which, which I guess comes with that, you know, for, for that's the bit a lot of us relate to, isn't it? We just don't suffer fools gladly at that point. Shut up and get away from me type mm. thing, you know. Exactly, yeah. And mm. if you think about it, like in the, if the, if the analogy is autumn, you know, like you cut away the dead wood in autumn, you prune the garden because you want to, when it comes down to spring, to just have more life. But it's in that pruning that you you make those very kind of you can make quite unemotional un decisions, um, and you might um, want to just postpone. Um, you, yes, definitely use it for the for the tidying and the sorting, and that can even be you know a great time to, for instance, do your bookkeeping or do your, you know, do things that are actually purposeful, who that need that absolute clarity, vision, and maybe not bringing so much emotion in it. But when it comes to relationships, I do think a word of warning. Mm. Is good. You know. It's funny because when we when we talk about hormones, you know, it's almost like hormones kind of thing, used as an excuse. But actually, when we talk in those terms and we talk our way around that cycle, I know that will make so much sense to so many people because we've talked about energy levels, we've talked about productivity, we've talked about um, focus. You know, so many of these things are so important for our roles as parents, as partners in our workplace. It's so important and it makes so much sense. And, it, you know, in many respects, then it's so intuitive, isn't it? Mm. So you've mentioned a couple of things in that in that sort of brief explanation of our cycle that I, that I want to pick up on in, in terms of, you know, helping people to start finding their way in this you know, we've, you've mentioned tracking and you've mentioned journaling already. So when I asked for sort of like, you know, the three, the three top tips, I know that those two are big things for both of you. So, so in terms of three top tips, how would you suggest people track and what, what are they tracking and, and, and what use, you know, what are we journaling for? Okay. So, um, there are some brilliant apps, as there are for everything, but um, there's a couple of really good ones um, that can help you to just track literally the days of your cycle. So um, Clue is a really good one. Um, there's another one I think called My Flow, um, but there's lots out there that you can use if you just want to very quickly input and and they take that data in and you can put as much or as little information you know about your physical symptoms about how you're feeling your mood um that kind of thing and and they will give you some really useful information if that's you know your sort of starting point it's a really practical um point of view but you can also do it um on paper so um there are different cycle trackers that you can download from uh, the Red School, for example, has got a really nice one. So if you're more of a pen and paper sort of person, then that that's a really good one. And you can kind of write in how you feel on each day. So that brings the sort of journaling element together with it, I suppose. And um, what things are useful? Sorry to interrupt you. And what things are useful to, you know, when you say write down how you feel, mm. are you talking like I've got a headache, I've got tummy ache, I feel really tired today or, you know, I'm emotional? What? what kind of you know literally stripping it back yeah to all of that all what? of that could go down um or you would just take 
um, the thing that's most uh, prominent. So yeah, it might be that, you know, my overwhelming thing today is that I've got a headache and I'm really irritable or I've got no motivation today. I'm really low on energy or maybe I am feeling brilliant. You know, I'm really productive. I feel really clear. I feel really sociable. I'm really buzzy. And, you know, when you do that, I, I, I started doing it on paper and because I'm me I then coloured it in didn't I so you know I could see you know that spring is yellow for me so I coloured the spring days in yellow and I could see very clearly when that started um, to shift then into sort of early summer and that became orange and um, and then the autumn I can't remember what colour I did autumn um, but what I did notice and, and obviously winter for me I coloured that in red and so I very quickly got a visual of the month um my month and what i realized was that um, my inner autumn and my um premenstrual phase was a really long time it was like 10 days that month okay. and i've been i've been you know um so that was a really useful thing and then i went on to tracking on my phone and um but it just made me very much more aware of oh well that's why that's why that's happening um so yeah, so you can track digitally, you can track on paper, and I do it for a couple of months before you start to see any real patterns. And um, you you can you know you can start making changes immediately. I mean, when I saw that my premenstrual phase was so long, there was immediately things that I I wanted to put in place to work out why that was and to try and make you know, changes, just things like, you know, drinking more water or getting a bit more exercise or watching what I was eating, that kind of thing. Um, Even that's affected, isn't it? Because we're so much more likely yeah. to kind of make good choices in the yeah. in the pre-ovulation stage when our estrogen is is sort of growing. Mm -hmm. We're more likely to, to do our exercise. We're more likely to have the energy for stuff. You know, that productivity isn't just a kind mm -hmm. of, you know, head down productivity. It's no. that get up and go in every yeah. every sort of sense. Yeah, um, and then and post ovulation, great... we have to be much more careful because of the physiological changes in our body that actually, if you carry on doing the stuff you were doing pre ovulation, you're quite possibly going to get injured. And yeah. because our body is physiologically doing very different things and focusing on very different things at that time. Mm -hmm. and, and again, it's all of those layers, isn't it? Yeah. Lorna, when, when you when you track, is, is it similar kind of things that you that you coach people to, to look at? Yes, yeah, so I would definitely be for me. It was um, pen and paper um, that I used, and to begin with, I got muddled because people said just track, you know, as you, you were saying, like symptoms and 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 mark your energy out of ten. And I was like, okay, and I couldn't really see a pattern. And then sort of penny dropped for me, which was like, it's not it's not marking like an out of ten energy. It's what do I have energy for? So when you wake up in the morning, and I think I think exercise is a really great example, right? So you kind of, um, let's say when you're in queen um, phase, you know exactly that you need to lose weight and you need to exercise more and you put all these kind of rules that you've got in your place. And then you kind of probably set yourself up for something like, right, I'm going to do three hit workouts a week. That'll do it. If I do three hit workouts a week, I'll totally nail my, um, you know, well-being outcomes and whatever my goals. And then, of course, 
the, in the next week you'll go into sorceress or winter so you'll be lying on the floor as you say i'm feeling guilty that there was three hit workouts that you started <laughs> yeah it's such a i can't do anything <laughs> and then what ha- unless you track it you won't realize but then in another week's time you're in warrior s or spring and you're like hey i'm totally on it i'm back on the hit workouts oh it was just a glitch and then you'll probably like still probably quite like it in, in lover phase early early summer but by um mid late summer you're just like hey i'm just want to chill out mellow and then you're back to queen like oh my goodness you're such a failure right so i mean that i was in that cycle for years years so the difference would be is waking up and just as you say connecting saying what i want to i love i like to be i like to exercise but there's so many different forms and there's so many different ways what do i actually have energy for today mm-hmm. and it might be a lovely long walk in nature and i feel energized it might be the hit workout it might mm-hmm. be a swim but but the whole point is you know you're connected with the why or you know another great example i'll give you is like you know you've got i don't know five reports to write but hey you just cannot go off the phone you're chatting away to people or you're hanging around the the kettle having those chats the chances are you're in it what you have energy for that day is connection um and you are having really you're getting a lot of you're getting a lot back from them so these conversations you're spending longer on the phone you're you know you're you're phoning people up you're oh maybe i'll just walk around to their office and just catch them rather than you know like sending an email so that just lets you know that that's your in your um early summer or, or, or a lover phase you're wanting that connection you're wanting to be with people um, and that's actually a really great thing to 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 know because then the gifts you can use are um, you know great for great for sales great for conversations great for um coaching you know there's loads of great things once you know that you're like ah so if you look at your to-do list you can start thinking actually these are the things i should be doing today because that's all about connection and being with people and building relationships and rapport not feeling guilty that you haven't written your reports because hey warrioress will come along and she'll get those written or queen will come along and she'll just make them very brief probably memos but you know they'll get done <laughs> so um so i think I think um, for me, the two things were writing down what I had energy for, so ref- almost reflecting, and you don't expect the results right away, you kind of almost want to reflect in the morning, what do I feel like I want to do today, and then reflect at night, how did that actually pan out, where did I feel the resistance, where did I feel something was particularly hard, because if you're pushing yourself through something, like the hit workouts, or the, the big reports, or the, you know, looking at your, um, accounts when you're not in the right energy for it it's just going to feel exhausting Mm. so that's where i'd start and then i'd look for patterns so i think what um the way emma described it was absolutely beautiful just color it in do something that means something to you and pick the colors that connect for you and you'll start to see the patterns Um, and and as you say emma the guilt then leaves you because you actually see over the whole month how productive you are it's just that you need to go with what you're What's your optimum gift that day or week? So, so tracking and the whole journaling, reflective kind of stuff, mm-hmm. is, is really, really powerful. As a, have we got a third tip for people? What would you, what would you advise them as a third tip? Well, one of mine was when we talk about like your your needs, um, so self care um, or how you how you expend your energy. So just understanding that in any one day. I've only got so much energy and when I'm in a lot of the the roles we have in life especially as as mums and and 
and the way that we we tend to work we're, we're very much giving of our energy you know we give to people our time and our attention and, and we give and we care for and really getting clear on what do I need as a minimum to be okay and balanced helps you not only connect again as you say like ah, I've not not drank enough or not enough sleep I've not had enough snacks I've not had enough meals those kind of things but also um it also helps you hold boundaries better because when you're over promising and over delivering um all the time you're not giving yourself the opportunity to replenish whereas actually um when you do become clear on that so the way I did that was look at what I need on a daily basis so that's the kind of minimum, but also then was able to bring that out and just to look at like, what do I need in the week? You know, so that could be like a, a date night or, um, you know, I'm all right day to day, but actually if I don't have time with um, my husband um, and without the kids, I actually can, it, I'm not okay. Or maybe that's within a month or you might look at like the quarter and you might think, actually, I, I know I need a, a good week away from work every quarter some and in two weeks would be better a solid two weeks so that I can just switch off and I know if I have that you know every you know four times a year that's okay um, and then you can start looking what you need annually as well to just keep you keep you okay and that's actually a really powerful thing to know about yourself and really helps with your making decisions around whether you will say yes to something or whether you'll politely decline what do I need is not a question that a lot of women mums in particular I guess find easy to ask themselves let alone answer right no. yeah I don't I don't know if we ever do what do I need uh <laughs> most no, I most mums I work with yeah most mums uh, I ask that question for like honestly don't understand the question like what do I need what, what do you mean like yeah. what do you need <laughs> well, um, why do we automatically go to is it's a trick question sorry what would you say your third tip would be? Um, yeah, I've just off the back of what Lorna was just describing there, um, I remember being part, part of a coaching group and, and we were asked to um, think about our, our, our radiators and our drains, so the things mm -hmm. that give us energy and the things that drain our energy, and, and that shifts again through the month, you know. Um, so a really nice way to do that. I always sort of revisit my lists of the things that top me up and the things that, drain me and that you know uh we've all got those friends who perhaps take more than they give and at some points in the month that's fine because you've got the additional resource to do that mm. um but at other times maybe uh that's not queen says no absolutely um but probably for me because i'm such a geek um it's about education and you know even if that's just um following some accounts on instagram and just you know there's a real um there's a real movement now there's lots more people talking about cycles and making menstruation positive and normal um so seeing what's out there so people like Maisie hill She's doing brilliant work on, on uh, menstruation and, and perimenopause as well. She's got a new book out on that. Um, but just beginning to sort of, yeah, look at that. That was like a really important moment then, Em. You were going to say something big and profound and your Zoom just paused a second. What were we looking at? 
Did I? What did I get to? What did you hear me? You said we're looking at and then you cut out. Oh, I can't remember. Don't know what I said. Um, so did you hear me say about Maisie Hill? She's brilliant. Yeah. Follow her. Um, so even if it's not, you know, if you don't want to sit down with a book or do research online, just have a look on social media and see what's going on. You know, there's such brilliant stuff out there. Um, you know, there's all the sort of period poverty um, stuff. There's um, just loads and loads of conversations going on, which, um, you know, which is so important. And again, you know, really good for the, the next generation to pick up on that and to keep going with that, because it seems to be the younger, um, the younger girls who are really blazing this trail and we're we're catching up you know so yeah it's often the way isn't it so so there are loads of great things and i know that for you em instagram is a real place where where you like to hang out with with connect the dots connect the dots uk is it connect the dots yeah so yeah. so education is really important and i know that in listening to this there are going to be so many women that are like i totally get what you were saying or this seasonal mm. thing really appeals to me or oh my god i like the sound of the queen and the sorceress mm. so so for you for you ladies how how can people actually start start working with you where do we find you how do we follow what you're doing um and i know your options for sort of educating and empowering women with this are, are slightly different so em how how do people follow what you're up to with this yeah, so um, so I'm on Instagram. Uh, Connect the Dots UK is my um, my little business, um, and I'm, I'm currently working on a website. So I'll let you know the name of that soon. Um, but yeah, education is really important to me. So um, so I've various workshops um, that you can just come and hop onto a call with me and, and just learn the basics really about, you know, what we've talked about today and where to, you know, where do I start even? Um, and then we've also got into sort of development, some packages for, um, you know, called first period for parents supporting, um, young people through their first period, you know, which is me at the moment, you know, I'm, that's, that's where I'm about to be. And I know, you know, a lot of my friends are like, oh my God, what do we even, you know, you don't get prepared for this part of parenthood. And, you know, there's books for the, for the young people to read perhaps, but we need a book of our own. So, um, yeah, so lots of different workshops and planning things. Um, and also, um, there's packages of care that, pull together these ideas of these different phases in the month where where I bring in uh, different styles of yoga, different, um, you know, different poses, different energies for different times in the month. And also, you know, meditation is a brilliant way to manage um, all kinds of menstrual uh, health issues. Um, and again, it's part of that reframing um, issue. But so yeah yoga meditation but you know if you just want to come and talk to me about it then you know find me on instagram look me up um connect the dots uk um there will be a website soon um and yeah you know whether that's personally whether that's for um a school or for you know i'm really keen to um to get this message out there and to talk to whether it's phse teachers whether you've got a role in school um whatever you know there's there's just so much work to do in this area 
Mm-hmm. As you say, if we can get that education starting, then this starts the reform for, for them as they as they grow up and take it mm-hmm. into a much more normalised practice in the workplace. Yes. And Lorna, how about you? Um, how do people work with you to, to really find out about these female archetypes in their life? <laughs> well, um, probably the easiest way is to connect to either the Facebook page, um, which is Pursuit of Wisdom Coaching, or the website, which is... Um, pursuitofwisdomcoaching.com um, and you can um, get a, have a have a chat as you say just um, find out what um, what you do want to work on and um, most most um, it's usually mums I work with um, who can, I kind of say like a bit lost in motherhood as we all get um, and so the, the sort of big coaching package I have which really focuses on all the power types and um, really connecting with those different energies and working out how you, you can access them um, and what they can do for you is the rediscovering you again package but I also do um, some boot camps so I've got an overwhelmed boot camp and and, and different ones coming um, uh, this this year. So again, that's just a way to kind of dip in, see if you kind of like it, and and take away some really helpful tools and start using them straight away. So. And does um, that give us a hint of your exciting things that are coming up this year, Lorna? Well, we do. Ha- yeah, I do have um, a few um, boot camps, uh, boot camp and workshop ideas um, in the making. Um, but I'm also um, going to launch the um, so the others side of um, Pursuit of Wisdom Coaching is we, we create coaching storybooks and workbooks um, for parents to use and um, this this weekend we were launching for Coaching in the Classroom which will be taking coaching um, skills to teachers who can then um, pass those and share these with, with the children in their class um, and the, sort of ex- the, the next exciting phase will be the Phoenix Project which will be for the teens um, so that that's um, the first one will be around that um, self-care, self-awareness of how you um, can look after yourself and use your energy um, wisely, shall we say. Um, so that's that's what's coming in, yeah, 2021. <laughs> and so for you, more, more workshops, more education and the chance to, to get the message out there to the younger generations, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just... And um, a new website. And a new website and, yeah, just everything really and also um just gathering information and uh, on perimenopause as well because you know just when we think we've got a handle on perhaps uh adult life and motherhood then the sand shifts again and you're like what well, hang on but i thought i knew what was happening here and now something else is happening to me so um yeah due to kind of peer pressure i would say my uh, my peers are pushing me to um pull some packages together for supporting us to know yeah, finding you know, out what's coming next yeah <laughs> yeah what we've got in store and how we can handle ourselves ultimately you know the conversation that we've had today is really just you know it's only scratched the surface of this about you know whether it's our whether it's our fitness, our our foodie focus, our productivity, whatever it is, you know, we're far better off to tune in and have two incredible weeks of focus, focus, productivity, and all those kind of things, and then just ride out the other two weeks, do what we can with a little bit more compassion, a little bit more understanding. This is a whole different level of self awareness, isn't it? You know, we we talk about female connectivity, and it's not just understanding physiologically what's going on for us but understanding that actually our productivity is a cyclical thing our focus is a cyclical thing and and how this can change things moving forward but 
ultimately there's a huge amount of forgiveness in in that self-awareness and understanding isn't there there's a huge amount of of casting off the ridiculous guilt that we we carry around for so much and finally we're not you know talking about it in whispers and and dirty tones we are absolutely play into our strengths and I believe girls that's why you are such great messengers and great advocates for for making that female connection for every single one of us and I'm really proud to have spent time with you today sharing your message so thank you both of you so much for being part of this thank you so much for being part of the tip the balance support crew anyway and all of your roles now um, and I can't wait to see what brilliant things you girls bring to the table through the course of 2021. Thanks so much, guys. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.